Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hello, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. Thank you so much for joining us. It is a privilege and a pleasure to be with you. Thank you so much for joining us here on our platform. Hey, we're getting some noteworthy attention. Uh, we had a couple of our episodes picked up and played on some outlet for Fox News Radio here. I'm actually looking at it here. Sarah Westall was kind enough to send this over to me. And it just says Fox News. I uh, can't tell which one it was. Anyway, it was one of their radio shows, and I guess they were hard up for entertainment. So we're getting some attention. Thanks for spreading the word. You need to give these shows to liberals. Uh, they need to find God. Uh, <laughs> they really need to find Jesus, seriously. So help them out, okay? Give them an assist, because if they're supporting Democrats, they're supporting Satan. Let's just call it what it is. I'm not mixing words anymore. And kudos to Marjorie Taylor Greene for recognizing the fact that our young people, young people, they don't get to drink legally until they're 21. They can't join the military until they're 18. Cars won't even be rented to them until they're 25. Yet they can cut off their genitals when they're 14. What kind of insanity is that? Oh, but you're transphobic if you say that. No, I have common sense and I'm not ruled by Satan. That's what I say to that. Marjorie Taylor Greene can only find five sponsors for her bill. Uh, we need to put some heat on. But also, too, when I have uh, implored you, get rid of the Republican incumbents. When I have implored you to do that, some people haven't listened. We have a few notable victories. You know, landslide Liz Cheney. Biggest defeat ever, but ladies and gentlemen, not enough. Anyway, we have a guest today on our show, as we always do, and it's Sam Arnold, our Latin American expert, gospel gunslingers, uh, telling the truth, all in the name of Jesus. And uh, we're going to hit that, hit some issues in uh, south of the border pretty hard. But first, I got to take care of a little business. Am I feeling any better for my surgery? Yeah, but once you get past the surgery, you're going to deal with the medicine. So if I sound like I'm a little stressed, well, you're picking up on that. But you know what? Evil doesn't take a day off, so neither can I. Uh, we're brought to you by the best durable food company in the world. And uh, I just had someone call me. And they haven't talked to me for a while, old friend from high school. And they said, Dave, the food supply chain, the fertilizer, the blah, 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 blah. I don't get to listen to all your shows. Are you covering this? Yeah, folks, you're correct. Right now, MPS has not raised prices. They're still delivering on time, and they have a special. Okay, 25-year shelf life, 2,000 calories per day, lots of diversity in the food. Every reason to get it. But, but, people think they have forever. You don't. You are almost out of time. I can't name the day or the hour, but I can tell you we're in the season. I think the Democrats are going to totally disrupt this country before the election because they know they can't win a legal election. We already know they're stealing uh, elections here in Arizona, at least trying to, in the primaries. And we know that's going to carry over to the general. And it's going to happen across the country. Facebook will censor you for even talking about this, but they can talk about the Russian collusion delusion and uh, Russia stole the election in 2020. I just It's ridiculous. Listen, we're falling apart. Go to preparewithdave.com. Get your food before you can't get it, before they shut this whole thing down. Also, too, we've partnered with our friend Mike Lindell, who has risked everything to bring us the truth about voter fraud. He has, and he said, Dave, I want to do something for your audience. 
How about 50% off everything? How about two-for-one stuff? How about sometimes you get 80% off? That's right. All you got to do is go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges, and you'll see all the things that are available. And I'm envious. I have to sleep sitting up for the next two to four weeks because of my eye surgery. I don't get to lay on my pillow bed sheets, which we had already before, you know, uh, the Lindell people approach us with this offer. It's fantastic uh, that you guys get to do this. I'm envious, but I'm happy to bring this opportunity to you. Additionally, Noble Gold, 62% of you are going to be targeted by the IRS. Oh, they're coming for you. That's people that paid federal income tax last year. They're going to come for you. They want everything you have. Well, you got to get out of the system. Digital's coming. That's the precursor to Mark of the Beast. You need to get out of the system. The way you do it is go to Noble Gold. They'll protect your existing assets like your 401k, your uh, IRA. They'll also diversify you to the point where if you have a setback, you're not going to lose everything. So what do you do? Well, call them. They're, they're trained not to be pushy, but they'll answer any question you have. 877-646-5347. 877-646-5347. Tell them Dave Hodges sent you. You can also go to goldbeforelate.com and have you send you material. That's goldbeforelate.com. That takes care of our business. We do it like the Brits up front. Get it over with. Um, bring you stuff that I think you're going to need. But then we move along to why we have a show. And that's because of our guests. Sam Monell is going to be talking to us about uh, what's going on in Mexico and why you should care. And believe me, you should care deeply. Sam, welcome to the show. Hey, Dave. Thanks for having me. Yes, we're going to have a lot of fun. I'm sure everybody saw that they're burning vehicles in Tijuana. Right where a lot of Americans are living now. And so we've got some bad news and some good news there. Sometimes a, a watched pot never boils, they say. So sometimes if you're sitting there looking like I am and things don't happen day after day, that's more frustrating when mm-hmm. this is when it actually boils over. So it's boiled over a little bit, but it's because of law and order increasing in that part of the north of Mexico. So there is a bright spot in, in that. And... Um, I I keep forgetting to bring this up, but we really need to bring Mike Lindell and, and his uh, my pillow to Mexico because I'll tell you what there are so many infomercial mattresses, pillows, and sheets in Mexico. Uh, it'd just be fantastic to exercise a little bit of free trade the other way so that he can keep his infrastructure and all his people uh, continuing to work with that Egyptian cotton. And we need to sell some of those in Mexico. <laughs> I want one for my hammer, actually. No, that sounds good to me. Yeah, the products are just unbelievable. Unfortunately, I'm sleeping in a chair, but I'll look forward to those days where I'm back in the land of Giza sheets. Fantastic. What's the thread count on those anyway? The what? I didn't catch that, Sam. We cut out. So the burning vehicles... Uh, I don't think we should be too disturbed about this because what this violence really has caused is it's caused the president of Mexico to shift his strategy officially. Now, you and I reported that this was coming, that it would happen, that he was doing like Trump did and rebuilding his military before really cracking the whip on the cartels. But this is a shift officially in the president's strategy where he's sending in the military to, well, the violence and to deal harshly with the cartels. So that is the good news is that uh, it's the final takedown in the last couple years of his presidency. No more Mr. Nice President. No more hugs not bullets policy. That is the good news. We're winning at the polls. There is a Morena Party governor in Baja California Norte. There's a uh, there's a Morena Party uh, alcalde, they say, mayor of Tijuana. And so that historic den of iniquity and, and, and crime is now being cleaned out by really a, a civil process. But as law and order increases, finally the cartel said, all right, we are shutting the city down and we want all the government people to come out and bat, do battle with us. 
But when all the paratroopers flew in, hundreds of paratroopers and special operations troops, National Guard flew into Tijuana, all of a sudden the criminals didn't want to play anymore. Well, how's that working for them? Well, they've had to go underground when their bluff was called. They thought that they could, they thought that they could uh, just wag the dog in the city of Tijuana. But now that there's now that there's a clear alliance between municipal, state, and federal authorities to include the military, they did not come out to fight. They just they just uh, raised a little bit of cane, and then. When, when it was time for the main event, they did not come out. So it's not working out for the criminals. And some statements have been issued by the, the Mexican uh, Luis Vicencio Sandoval, who's really the Secretary of Defense and the head of the military of Mexico. And he said, these organizations want to appear strong, but really they're being, they're being dismantled. And so the hugs, not bullets policy has focused on policing more than street battles. They've focused on uh, getting rid of the corrupt officials that enable the criminal underworld. And so that strategy has been working. But at the same time, now they can strike out uh, an author friend of mine, George Farrar, Tree of Life in Belize. He said they can still strike out like a wounded animal. So we need to watch for that. But it's really, it's really just a signal. It's a death throw. Of, of the criminal organizations there in Tijuana. How long has it been going on? Okay, the the governor has only been in since November, so she's less than a year. This is Marina de Del Pilar, mm-hmm. and she's only had that office for a short time. So four months ago, when El Huevo Trevino was arrested, this notorious gangster was arrested in Nuevo Laredo area, and there was uh, a backlash of violence from that. They actually, his hitmen attacked 28 police stations and military uh, barracks. Military barracks, police stations, and National Guard headquarters. So that was kind of a big deal, but the president sent in troops to help with that. I think 700 troops and four helicopters to restore order. And at that time, four months back, there began to be a buildup of military forces there in Tijuana. So they have been building up for some time and assisting the local law enforcement. So these are tough guys that they're not connected. They, they don't, you know, they're not dealing with criminals that they went to school with or as the, the Mexican preacher uh, lovingly joked of his own nation. We went to different schools together. <laughs> There's when you're dealing with the line police, a lot of times they know the criminal on the other side of the street, and there's kind of unwritten rules. So these special operators come in. They're not subject to any of that. There's no uh, Barrio Negro. There's no rough neighborhood that they're afraid to go in. Any dark alley, they'll rock right in there and bang it out with the bad guys. So it's been going on really all summer long. And, and, and the cartels do feel like in that area where they've traditionally had control for years and years, they are a cornered animal right now. That's why they're lashing out. And where is this at currently? Has the threat been dispelled by AMLO's forces, this governor's forces, or is Tijuana still under siege, but it's just quieter? As we record, we're going into the weekend, and that weekend will tell what really happens and doesn't happen. But I feel like the criminal elements have realized they thought AMLO was going to give them a big hug. They thought they were going to get all the attention for for being big and bad, and it just did not work out that way. So I really think that they're going to... uh, The submarine will submerge. The criminal underworld will go back underground, and they'll continue their activities from there because they really did not expect the nation of Mexico to, to come out in the streets like they commanded. Come out, let's play, let's fight, let's get it on. Well, the army did come out, and so they don't want to play anymore. I think they'll go back underground. 
So what role is China playing in this? Because if you're talking cartels, you can't go very far without talking about China. Well, they'd really like to hold on for a Chinese invasion, you know. That's what the cartels have been paving the way for. And one thing that's really hurt them badly is all the fentanyl seizures coming into Mexico's ports. So all, all the changes in the Mexican government having to do with the customs officers being fired, the military taking over, many customs duties, all of that has caused Chinese fentanyl and methamphetamine. The seizures have gone way, way Chapter up. They really have the These are now the chief of their fathers, and this is the genealogy of. Okay, so are the cartels more closely united now? What's the effect been, or are the cartels in retreat? It's really difficult to say how much they are together and how much they're separated. I'm going to say that when the cartels reach an accord, there's a capite tutti capi. There is a boss of all the bosses, which is generally a politician. So that's where they... We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time they rally around a corrupt governor like in tamaulipas state now this is on the east of the nation on the gulf coast uh governor cabeza de vaca that we have reported on before and i'm sure you want to talk a little bit about cabeza de vaca and the recent supreme court decision which which basically has cleared him of all uh wrongdoing even though the guy is guilty of sin and everybody knows it on both sides of the rio grande generally when the cartels are united they unite around a corrupt politician that that brokers the deal says okay you work on this side of the street and you work on that side of the street these will be your smuggling routes and these will be for the other cartel smuggling routes, and, and that deal's brokered by a corrupt politician. And the more that they get rooted out, the less accord there is between the cartels. Okay, so I just, I'll tell you, I can't hear much about cartels without saying China, China, China. And 
that's maybe the the time to talk about Vladimir Putin's offer to do joint exercises with yeah, good, good question. Yeah. in Latin America, Asia, and Africa. Of course, when we come to Latin America, the big question was, is he talking about Mexico? Is Mexico going to respond to this? Will there be joint Russian-Mexican military exercises to include maybe even naval exercises in the Gulf of Mexico with Russian ships? I'm seeing that Andres Manuel, the president of Mexico, I'm seeing him gravitate away from China and towards Russia. And even though China and Russia have presented a united front on the Taiwan situation, which is as hot as it's ever been right now, even though they're presenting a united front there, some commentators have been clear, Mike Adams for one, that Russia knows they'll have to fight China, that this is only a marriage of convenience right now between Russia and China, and that Russia is making its own plans for to fight a global war. That means they're they're uh, figuring out who their allies are going to be, and they're really looking at Latin America. And I'll tell you, a lot of people don't don't know this. Mexico is far and away the largest and most powerful economically, by population, by agricultural output, and militarily. Mexico is far and away the most powerful Hispano American nation. Yes. It's half the size of Brazil, but if you look at all the other countries going down uh, to the tip of South America, they start with being half as big as Mexico, and then they all go down from there. So the big question is, will Mexico respond to Putin's offer? Will there be Russian weapons coming to Mexico? And while on one hand that could be Red Dawn, on the other hand it could be the one thing that prevents it. How would it prevent it? Well, if, if the Red Dawn threat is really the Chinese, if if Russia is really intending to be the good neighbor that they are stating that they want to be, to assist nations in their sovereign self-development, just to take some quotes from his recent speech that, that went around the world in, in Russian and Spanish or a lot of other languages, if that is really what Russia is going to do, then fantastic. The real enemy that wants to come in and eat all our food, take over our land, and take all our women is China. And I'll tell you a little secret, too. The Chinese, whose military, there are no wives for A dapper 25-year-old career soldier is, cannot get a date in China. You have to be a millionaire to get a date. And that is because of, of years of selective abortion. So they have this overwhelming preponderance of military-aged men that there's no wives for, and they do tell them, your wives are in America. And I'm, I'm going to tell you something else about the Chinese. They're, uh, as you know, they're very racist, and one of the only ethnic populations that they find acceptable to interbreed into their uh, homogenous Han Chinese uh, genome is Latin Americans. Dark-haired Latin Americans of uh, either mestizo and or uh, indigenous ancestry. And so they're really thinking about coming over and getting all of beautiful dark-haired Latin American women. Uh, other race women in the Americas will of course serve in brothel, brothels if they survive at all. There's an intent to come to Latin America to get their wives. That's the Chinese intent. And I don't see Russia as having that attitude. Russia's like, leave us alone. We are a global power. We're a space power. We have allies around the world. We're the world's leading nuclear power. Will you just let us eat our borscht over here and be alone? That's how I see Russia's attitude. And I'll, I'll tell you who has to really make a decision of who they're going to reach out to is the sovereign nation of Texas. Maybe they'll find a friend in Russia. Every Texan ought to be asking himself who they're going to extend that famous cowboy handshake to and stand or fall with. And it, it's looking to me on this side of the Rio Grande, it's looking to me, Dave, 
like the best option for Texas to reach out to as far as global powers to supply arms, ammunition, and uh, military uh, acknowledgement of a sovereign nation, it looks like Texas should reach out to the Russian Federation. And what would Texas get from this? Well, if Texas declares independence, it's going to be like the Alamo or the raising of the flag in 1948 in Israel. There will be war that very day and probably for a long time. Texas will have to defend her borders and hopefully a lot of other states will come along to uphold the United States Constitution. Hopefully they'll have a strong leader to rally around. But they're going to have to. They're going to have to open, enter the open market of nation states in the world. This is why it was such uh, an unforgivable blunder for Texas Governor Greg Abbott to reach out to criminal Mexican Governor Cabeza de Vaca and not to the central government of Mexico City. He should have been reaching out to the central government of Mexico City on border issues in preparation for the day that the Texas flag is once again hoisted high. Because Mexico would obviously be the first nation that Texas would reach out to for recognition. Hmm. Well, divide them up for me. Okay, what will be the best benefit to America? What what scenario should we look for that would be beneficial? What scenario would be the most scary? Uh, the most scary would be if Russia and China and Europe stick together as thick as thieves. But I'm going to tell you that Russia is also needling China because they've also reached out to smaller nation states in Asia and Africa where it's kind of been a free-for-all for a couple of decades and China has really exploited the power vacuum to go to, to dig in to as many African nations as they can. It's really not comfortable for China that re- that Russia is reaching out and may do military exercises with just to throw a couple nations on the table, maybe Vietnam, maybe uh, Thailand, maybe Sri Lanka, nations that are right there in China's backyard and have some problems with their own stability. If they start reaching out to Russia, all of a sudden, Russia's not trusting China on their side of the Asian continent, on their side of the world. And so this is a threat. This is the, These are the cracks that we're seeing in the Sino-Russian alliance. And the worst-case scenario is that Russia and China and uh, really Europe stay together I know it looks like Russia's fighting Europe right now but uh, I'll assure you that the heads of the German government and uh, especially the Pope of Rome it's very important to not forget to not ignore how potent in U- European politics the Pope of Rome is and that so many Bible prophecies has, have come to pass just in our lifetime about the the great beast with seven heads and ten horns when the European Union began to come together there were even magazine covers with the, the seven headed dragon and so that has happened but Europe does not have resources it's been populated overpopulated for so long that they're mining and their timber there's no oil hardly in all of Europe and so the the Pope has had to go elsewhere to get his dominion really ready to take on all comers in the world so the place that he's gone is China and although that may sound out there for uh, the the average American I just ask you to, to watch for this one point the destruction of the whore and the burning of the whore with fire and Revelation 18 where uh, Babylon is destroyed if that occurs shortly if the city of Rome and the Vatican is destroyed, William Branham said it would be by a Russian nuclear device. 
one of the very few things that he has that he spoke in the word of the Lord that has not come to pass exactly. I would just ask the viewers, ladies and gentlemen, please consider if the city of Rome is destroyed in a single hour by a Russian nuclear device, I would ask you to consider what I've said about the Pope of Rome being not only a major player, but the major player and the main architect of China, the world bully. So where does this lead? I'm leading up to Red Dawn. That's where I think we're, we're going to land on what square. What do you think? In, in 1984, at the height of the Cold War, the Russians were always the bad guys. And they really still believe in a lot of their founding ideals of not only Marxism, but Marxism-Leninism. It took a mass murderer to make communism work, who was willing to exterminate his own people by the millions. And what I believe we've really seen is that Leninist spirit go on into China, where they are the world leaders in exterminating their own population. Some uh, some commentators say they've murdered 80 million or more of their own people in the gulags. And so I really believe there's been a passing in the night. There's a great article on my blog, uh, subscribestar.com slash gospel gunslingers, about the passing in the night, where the, the ideals of uh, Russia have come more in line with the founding ideals of the United States of America, while the United States of America has built a more top-heavy bureaucracy that has become more like the Kremlin historically was. And we see KGB style, you know, from the, the KGB of the 70s and the 80s, we see that type of, of uh, heavy-handed policing now in the United States, which is part of the reason that I can't even be there. So while it's uh, still figurative and ideological for a lot of people, I'm not going where the Gestapo is. This is part of the reason that I'm a refugee in another nation. So as far as Red Dawn, I think it could still absolutely occur, but the one who wants to do, the one who wants to make it happen is China, China, China. So I'm seeing Russia as a viable counterbalance for different nations to latch onto, even though the nations that they'll reach out to first are their longtime allies, Nicaragua, Venezuela, and uh, so, who's? The, I'm hearing you say the bigger threat is China, and Russia's putting out the olive branch of protection. Am I hearing that correctly? That's how I see it, Dave. And I really see that it was Russian intelligence, which, by the way, uh, one of our one of our top people in the Pentagon, and I've got all the quotes on my blog, came out just a few months ago and said there are more. Russian intelligence operatives in Mexico than in any other nation of the world. So I've got all those statistics and quotes, but I commented on that and said, this is how President Andres Manuel kept election getting stolen from him the third time. They stole the election in 2006 and in 2012, and when it was in the run-up for 2018, I saw the Russians in Mexico, special forces. There, there was a real count. The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for my pillow. For example, they've got half off my pillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to mypillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. Mypillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. Counter fraud intelligence initiative that had physical muscle on the ground that I saw. And this is how Mexico got their own president. And a lot of Americans, myself included, were very, very dubious about this because Andres Manuel comes from the left. But he's putting his nation first. And he loves Mexico. He's doing what's best for Mexico. and really does not want it all sold out to the Bushites. And so I'm seeing that not only could Russia 
be a partner for Mexico and other Latin American nations, and even for Texas. I'm saying that this is now going back four solid years at this point, and it's done nothing but generate peace, safety, uh, law and order, and suppressed crime. Since you live in Mexico, how would you feel about Russia coming in and potentially turning Mexico into a satellite state? I think those KGB days are over, and uh, I cut my teeth reading about how they would do this. Khrushchev said, so this is going to be circa 1960, he said, with three weapons we will destroy the West. Detente, decolonization, and disarmament. And so if you just look at the decolonization part of that, they would get a little island like, I don't know, let's say Jamaica, Big Island, or any of the small island nations of the Caribbean, they used to, most all of them, be overseas foreign territories of European powers. They were either U.S. territories, British territories, Dutch territories like uh, Curaçao still is. The moment a little island like that would declare independence, which was generally uh, caused by... KGB propagandizing and maybe a, one or two accidental deaths, the moment they declared independence, the Russians would come in and sign a fishing treaty, which would allow them to bring in their Navy officers, even on commercial ships, to run their spy equipment all around that nation that made their propaganda that much more effective. So this is how the Soviet nation, you know, the Soviet Union, 50 years ago, used decolonization against the West. But I think as operating like that today. The Chinese absolutely operate like that. They come in to any banana republic. Um, where's the place that they're building a new base on what has historically been in the South Pacific? The Chinese raged in there and said, hey, we want to build an air base right here on your island. This is one of the islands that the U.S. Marines fought and died for to uh, island hop and to take back uh, Imperial Japan, attack Imperial Japan in World War II. So that's what we see China doing, is they move in and say, oh, we'll build you a port, we'll build you a railway. They promised Mexico that they would build the Maya train and some other things, and as those projects got rolling... Andres Manuel realized they wanted more than what they had actually discussed. So he scaled back Chinese involvement. But I don't see Russia operating that way now. I see them doing joint uh, petroleum exploration, joint uh, well drilling, and now we could move to joint military operations. Listen, if, if, you're in, if you're in Texas, watch how the Russians operate because you need to decide whether you're going to offer them a handshake or not. Interesting. Um, what about the neighbors of Mexico? Uh, Guatemala has made noise against the Biden administration. They seem to be uncomfortable with the immigration that's being pushed. El Salvador has previously stood up and basically become an ally of the U.S. They were an obstacle to any potential Red Dawn invasion. Uh, where where are these relationships at now? And don't forget about including Brazil, which I think is the wild card. Okay, uh, let me start with the one you did mention, Honduras, in the, the Northern Triangle. Honduras has totally fallen to communism. President Zelaya, who was twice president and is good buddies with Hillary Clinton, is now the first gentleman, and his wife, is Ms. Castro, Madame Presidente of Honduras. They took, once they took over the government, they arrested J.O.H., Juan Orlando Hernandez, the Trumpist ex-president who sent more than 30 drug traffickers to the United States for prosecution. And that nation has totally fallen to communism just in the past, really in the past and Juan Orlando Hernandez is in U.S. So this just shows how the moment that Biden took the White House, he cut off 
all of the allegiances that Trump had made to help these nations to not be in poverty, not send refugees, to rebuild their nations, and to process so-called migrants, migrant invaders, from points south. You know, a lot of the Haitians have been for years in Chile and speak Spanish. And then when they get to the Rio Grande, they throw away their IDs, whole trash cans full of Chilean IDs, because they were already accepted in Chile. Now that they've turned Chile over to communism, they want to come into the United States, but they have to discard the evidence that they've already been offered asylum or under international law. So this just goes to show how the Biden administration has flooded the NGOs, the communist opposition in so many nations to include all of the Northern Triangle. So that really leaves President Giammatteo of Guatemala and uh, El Salvador, President Nayib Bukele, a wonderful Christian young man. It really leaves them without an older brother to help them out. And with hundreds millions of dollars being flooded into the, the communist opposition in their nation. And that's where Andres Manuel has stepped into the power vacuum a little bit. And he's coming out and saying, Mexico will help you with some infrastructure projects. Mexico will help you with military alliances. You know, it used to be uh, Admiral Fowler, Admiral Craig Fowler, the, the U.S. Uh, Admiral and head of Southcom, he's the one that reached out to these nations and helped Bukele to establish his government. Bukele uh, reached deep down in his nation, past all the swamp, to put a U.S. trained admiral at the Navy War College over the head of his military. So those nations had so much help from the Trump administration, and now it's all gone, and their enemies are being fed. Brazil, I think Brazil's going to, I think Brazil is going to uh, take Vlad's offer. And that will not be as controversial as if Mexico did. But just before the invasion, when all the troops were lining up and everybody was talking about Vlad, 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 and what was Putin going to do? In the last week before the invasion, so I, I believe this is February... President Jair Bolsonaro of Brazil flew to Moscow and met with Putin. So what did they talk about? I'm going to guess military assistance in exchange for something else. Because let's address that. Let's go right to that point. Do you believe, as I do, that uh, Brazil's facing a potential civil war over this coming election? It's inevitable. Civil war is inevitable in Brazil just as it was inevitable in the United States. But we've got somebody at the helm in Brazil that has the cojones to call it what it is and to stare it down and to fight with it. I don't know if you saw the footage that's out there on the Internet of the Internet heckler that uh, actually got in a tussle with President Bolsonaro in the past 48 hours. It was pretty exciting because he came up and, and started poking fun because Bolsonaro was going to meet with uh, a, a, a small coalition, congressional coalition in his nation, where lots of small parties are represented. And this, this YouTuber came up and said, oh, you're going to meet with these people? These people are all crooks. And what Bolsonaro responded was, you understand I have to get things passed in Congress, right? So it just goes to show that, that Bolsonaro has tried his level best to not be the dictator that so much of the world and so much of the intercept is is claiming that he is. By the way, I'm really not a fan of the intercept and what's that guy's name that founded it? Uh, Glenn something. Uh, Glenn uh, Grunwald? Uh, Greenwald. Greenwald, yeah. yes, that's right. Yeah. You know, he's, he's uh, gay and is married to another man who's his husband and they got these, uh, this uh, family of adopted kids' sons, and what Bolsonaro said about that, he's a trickster married to another trickster, and he's pulling tricks, and he's not even a citizen of my country. So if you don't know, uh, Glenn Greenwald, although he may have had some historic actions with the uh, with the WikiLeaks situation, uh, he has worked night and day for the first two years 
of Bolsonaro's administration just to undermine that revolutionary and legitimate government that that uh, everybody should be happy about. Bolsonaro knows there's going to be a fist fight. He knows that it's going to be civil war. He knows that there are so many corrupt judges and so many swamp creatures in his nation that it cannot be cleaned out without nooses in the streets and firing squads in the alleys. And he's preparing for that. It is inevitable. And I, I really absolutely believe that he's about some military uh, lassos, some military ties. And I think we're we're very close to seeing uh, very close. Yeah, I, I'm really I'm really disturbed by what you're saying. And let me tell you why. If Brazil has to rely on China for Bolsonaro to stay in power, then Russia will lead Red Dawn. If I mean, if if Bolsonaro relies on Russia, if China gets their hooks into him, or is overthrown by this communist, then it's going to be China that leads the charge. And we're not getting out of Red Dawn, no matter what the way it sounds. Judgment Day is inevitable," said the Terminator. I would say you answered my question in the affirmative. Ah, uh, I hope that these nations continue in their self-development, to use Putin's words, and that and that they properly arm themselves, and that each Latin American state plays a part in the world war that's certainly coming. You know, a lot of people don't know that in World War II, there was a very heavy reliance on beef from tiny Uruguay, a nation that even today only has three million people way down south, past where the bananas grow. And I I see that happening again, Dave, and that's why I'm, I, I'm focused on these small nations. I'm praying for them. We're seeing upsets and communist takeovers in Ecuador, in in Chile, in Argentina, really, and Peru. Really, all four of those have gone communist in the last couple of years. They got communist leaders in, and so that means that the good people that like freedom and free markets, they're already in uh, in a guerrilla campaign. They're already in the minority, and they don't have the levers of power. It's a very dangerous situation, and if we can help one nation at a time to be a little bit stronger and to root out corruption from their their midst, that would be fantastic. And I see the president of Mexico as being the biggest force in doing that, but Mexico is by no means close to being the military power that Russia is. So that's why it's just wild, a wild mind blow that Russia would reach out, hey, Latin American nations. We will provide you with weapons. We'll get you all the cool stuff. Small arms, yes, but we're talking aircraft, missile systems, naval systems, etc., etc., and advanced drones. And so, it's it's really a page turner right now. We'll, we'll see what happens. I hope Russia, Sterling, they appear right. Let's let's go back to these what I call overthrown South American and some Central American nations that have gone totally communist. Who's the manipulating force behind the scenes? Because I, I can't believe people will make these decisions on their own. So is it Russia? Is it China? Is it the World Economic Forum? Who's behind this? It's the UN, and I'll prove it to you with one name. Michelle Bachelet, the ex-president of Chile. See, she lost the election... And Sebastián Piñera, a billionaire businessman and a good conservative and a good friend of President Trump, he took the presidency in 2009. And this is how the pink tide, that is the the socialist uh, uh, rise in South and Central America, was averted at the time. So now this has been, what, 13 years? And Sebastián Piñera, when he took power, he started to reverse those socialist policies but the president before him was Michelle Bachelet so what did she do? She went and took a cushy job with the UN so during one whole administration she was over women's affairs and then 
she got back in power after that. So now we're talking maybe 2013 to 2017. And then Sebastián Piñera won another term, and Michelle Bachelet became the head of da 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 da. She became the head of refugees for the UN. And all of a sudden, every one of those Latin American nations has order of magnitude one million refugees beating down their fences and coming into their borders. A lot of them from Venezuela, a lot more from uh, you know the, the UN camps and FEMA camps in in Haiti from after the, the earthquake. Regardless, half a million in a small nation like Ecuador, up two million in Peru and in Chile. Two million refugees, it's not at all hard for that many refugees to completely destroy a nation like Chile of 17 million people. And who was quarterbacking it all? The UN head of refugee affairs, Michelle Bachelet, communist ex-president. So now she's got her protege, the young gay uh, Gabriel Boric, is the president, and they're talking about banning all guns. He's going and uh, meeting with Justin Trudeau, which, by the way, was uh, yeah a little too cozy of a reunion for those of us meeting potatoes and him and Trudeau fawn over one another. It's just a little bit homoerotic. <clears throat> That's how it came to be. Michelle Bachelet, anybody has any doubts that it is the UN, the global government, to include, sure, the BID, Banco de Desarrollo Internacional, so that's the World Development Bank, of which the ex-president of uh, Colombia that is just now going out, Ivan Duque, was a big fish in the Bank of Inter... not International Center, most the World Development Bank. It's BDI in Spanish. And so, yeah, all of those other pieces of the global world order are part of it. But right there at the helm is the U.N. And don't forget that the Pope of Rome is an Argentinian native communist, Jorge Bergoglio, who was deeply involved in the dirty wars in that nation, as there were actual street battles trying to turn it back to communism. Is there any way Bolsonaro can survive without Russian help? Well, everybody's got to reach from somewhere. But I'm going to tell you that as far as a standalone power, Brazil is the largest and strongest nation in all of Latin America. They've got over 300 million inhabitants. They're a net exporter of food, which is part of the reason the Chinese want in there so badly because they're one of the largest producers of soy in the world, an indispensable product for the Chinese market. The Chinese buy a lot of soy from them, and, and a lot of Brazil is undeveloped. They have very fat, vast forests in the Amazon basins. There are areas that have never been brought into agricultural production. Bolsonaro has done a little bit of that, to which the uh, UN and the world and all the climate uh people, all the green people, have just been furious about Bolsonaro's responded, hey, we have a right to develop, just like the rest of the world. Your nations are developed. We can develop. We can industrialize and feed our own people. We'll do it responsibly, but we're going to bring some lands into cultivation that have not been cultivated in recent memory. So Brazil can stand alone, but they would do a lot better if they had some international Tides. You know they have a they have a national uh, oil company. They export a lot of things. Brazil is an indispensable ally. I really wish, and this was starting to happen under the Trump administration. Yeah, Trump kind of shifted from Britain, Great Britain, our historic ally, historic ally of the United States. Trump kind of shifted from there to Brazil. He should have. He should have. Uh, Britain has gone so woke, they're not even recognizable. You know, we're in the middle of a fist fight there for the, the soul of Britain. And I'll tell you what, I, it, there's been a lot of focus on Liz Cheney and, and her losing the election this week, which is just fantastic. That's great. It's like the, the last coffin nail for the Cheney dynasty. But I mix up Liz Cheney with Liz Truss. Now, Liz Truss 
as the Secretary of Exterior Relations and the Foreign Secretary for uh, Great Britain, and she's been really just pushing this Ukraine war. She's a Bush warmonger. This is why I mix her up, and the two of them actually look alike. Type into Google, Liz Cheney, Liz Truss, photo. They look very much, very similar. And she's one of two people who's in line to be the prime minister and take Boris's seat. And it would be really, really disturbing if that happens, because the whole Bush neoliberalism attitude, the warmongering attitude, will become very prevalent, even more prevalent than it is now, if she takes that office of the prime minister. Yeah. I really hope and I pray that she doesn't. What's ever happened to Christina Fernandez? Because she was a player there for a while in South America. Well, she's the vice president and probably the one at the levers of power in Argentina. And she, in past years, has talked about wanting to fight with Britain and wanting to retake the Falkland Islands. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've heard that too. Yeah, l- let me ask you a historical question because I'm tying all this together for the big one at the end. Um, big Nazi descendant colonies in Argentina. Big big colonies uh is is are the nazis driving this move towards communism fascism in their new iteration of globalism and and I, don't forget that these nations are the stepping off point to antarctica and i've actually written some articles about that because there's been some <laughs> very serious uh military activity and seismic activity on the south sandwich island yeah and in the Drake Passage towards Antarctica. So if anybody's interested in it, Dave, you and I have, have collaborated on some of that work, but it's on my blog if you want to find that. Okay, give that out, yeah. Um, it, it is, <laughs> this is going to be really jumping off the ledge. People stay with me for a second. Is Satan's throne in Antarctica? Short answer, because we're short on time. I don't believe Satan's throne is in our Antarctica, but they're certainly be something under the ice and there can certainly be some uh, groundbreaking if you want to say technology okay yeah. Ted Brewer and I both have information that indicates uh, it's a hotbed of uh, satanic activity it is kind of interesting in 2016 before Obama and John Kerry left power they and many other world leaders migrated to Antarctica it's not like going to uh Mar-a-Lago or Hawaii for vacation. Why would you go to the South Pole unless the evil unless the evil prince is waiting for you? Um, do you have a? T- uh, we got thirty seconds on this one. Do you have a time frame for Red Dawn invasion of the United States? What what, what do you think is the likely scenario? Uh, it may be a red October. We go into the October season. That's when the election. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. That's that's the key to stopping this election, isn't it? Uh, they would like to. They would like. It's going to be civil war either way in Brazil. So uh, everybody, just get ready. You'll have to fight for your nation. Come yeah. to me on com where we tell about what the Bible actually says about self-government and self-defense and the use of force to make our nation great again. Yeah, that is. Uh, review that real quickly here for us. Gunslingers.com. I'm back every day. Also on Telegram t.me slash gospel gunslinger your uh, bible verse of the day for gospel gunslinger people who love the lord and sling iron and are willing to stand in the defense and the construction of their own nation come along we're having a lot of fun i'd like to be your pastor and your missionary please reach out send me a message i thank all my donors personally there aren't that many to tell you the truth and i am a refugee so please continue to remember me and my bonds yeah, be generous, folks. Reach out here because uh, everyone thinks Red Dawn is dead. It is very much alive. Sam, my friend, we're out of time, and I feel like we stopped, and it's halftime. Because I, 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 I could go on another hour because I got questions that would put people under their beds in fear. So I'm going to have to have you back on sooner rather than later. Thanks so much for coming on, Sam. And make sure you support out there gospel gunslingers. Thanks for joining us here on the Common Sense Show. God bless. 
We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground. It will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more... Go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.